Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back, and we have a great topic for all of you today. Here's the topic. Ready for it, listeners? How can you generate an endless supply of buyer leads and a lot of seller leads that cost you nothing? Nothing means no referral fees, no monthly fee, no Mickey Mouse fee, no blah, blah, blah fee, but an endless supply of free buyer leads. And this is something that everyone can do in every single market. And we're gonna get to point number one here in a second. Before we do, I want to announce some really great news that I just read. National Association of Realtors said that the month over month, uh, yeah, month over month home sales have increased uh, by over 8%, 8.4%, I believe. Now, let's think this through. If that happens to be the case all throughout the year, which frankly is not likely, you're going to see an 100% increase in home sales. So not likely, right? I mean, if it increases 8% over 8% over 8%, we're going to see some huge sales numbers. But what we are seeing and what I shouldn't, uh, what none of you should be surprised by are a lot of the talking heads that seem to grab the headlines that are talking about real estate are completely and totally full of shit. In other words, there's people that have decided that they're going to talk about real estate in the same way they talk about stock or the same way they talk about the economy. And what we have learned and have hopefully educated all of you guys on is housing is very much its own thing. Yes, it is. And all of you know, listening, that your local market can have its own ebbs and flows and what you're personally experiencing might be completely different than what somebody is reporting on. For example... Lots of coaching clients reported multiple offers last week, and yet the press wants you to think that there's a housing crash on the horizon. Let me share this with you. Dan Lesniak, who is in our EXP revenue share group, and Carrie Shaw, they're married, and Carrie's uh, one of the top probably 10 agents in the whole nation. They told me this morning, I didn't tell you this, hmm. that they had one of their agents write an offer, and the, uh, the house went for, wait for it, wait for it, 200000 over list price. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And this is 2023 where everyone's supposedly thinking that we're going to have some sort of housing crash, which actually leads me to another point. And we just learned this from listening. Well, we've been reinforced by listening to Logan and his last name is... Montashami, I think. <laughs> and we're going to have him on our podcast. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that sort of are have made, a, I guess, a career out of talking down housing and housing sales. And a lot of those people have a tendency to come off... You know, they frankly are saying a lot of stuff that's not true at all, very authoritatively. And then they end up on Bloomberg. They end up on CNBC. You're reading quotes from them on Wall Street Journal. And the next thing you know, everyone is believing a bunch of bad information. And it is really, truly fascinating to see this group think just sort of, you know, go unchecked across the country, even to the point where, frankly, all of us should know better. It's even now starting to percolate inside the halls of the real estate offices around the country and the minds of all of you. So here's, you guys got to be really, really clear. At the end of the day, your housing market is completely different than the housing market even on the other side of the city, let alone the other side of the country. That's right. And what you make of it is up to you. So I think you hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of ill-informed, misinformed um, 
non-fact-based opinion. You're so funny, Julie. You're so careful. Said with confidence, okay? And that's the problem because it's totally believable, right? Julie is so trying so hard not to use bad words. She's such a nice lady. But the reality of it is, is these people are all uh, saying salacious things uh, for the sake of basically being quoted. And a lot of them are saying salacious things for the sake of selling you something. Yes, that's and, true. And that's true. And it, the obvious ones in our industry are going to be the people trying to sell you into, you know, REO lists and, oh, you better ready for the tsunami of foreclosures and what about short sales and what about all the rest of it? But if you just take two seconds and Google some of the, you know, actually used facts, you'll learn that there's no market really to speak of for any of those types of things, for example. But it even gets worse. And the overall, uh, let's call it uh, financial space, and Julie and I are friends with some of these people, frankly. Peter Schiff is one of them. We're actually pretty good friends with Peter. And he loves to talk down about housing, just loves it. And why is he doing that? And you know, I've talked to him about this before. It's because he has something to sell that will make it so that, uh, frankly, you are going to want to spend your money with him versus, say, real estate or buying a rental property. So if you're in the market, if you're in the business of selling people into a security, into your you know, hedge fund or into your you know, whatever your asset is, and that person has limited resources and they're going to have to choose between buying a rental property or putting that money towards your security. Well, then that in his mind is clearly competition for that customer. And that is a lot of the way, the reason that a lot of the Wall Street types and the money types, that's the reason they talk crap about real estate. All the while, we happen to know that a lot of these people have not one, but many homes. So they'll say real That's estate true. is the you know black hole of real uh, black hole of finances because they want to to spend your money with them because it's competition for what they're selling. And I had an interesting call, or actually interesting conversation. It was Buddy West who told me this. Mm-hmm. And this was years ago, and uh, he told me his son went to work for one of these big you know trading firms on Wall Street, and he said they actually were educated specifically, and this would have probably been in the early 2000s, how to sell against people who wanted to invest in real estate. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. These are the stories that nobody knows. Sort right. Of. Well, but nobody we, tells. I mean, yeah. when you're watching, again, the, there's no real, if you think about it, all of the real estate information comes through the quote-unquote financial, cha- financial channels and the financial you know, news networks and whatnot. And there, nobody's there is checking any of the data. There's no, you know, you'd think National Association of Realtors would be given a, a seat at the table when it comes to disseminating information, but they don't want National Association of Realtors sitting, having a seat mm-hmm. at the table disseminating information because they're going to share those little nasty things called facts, which then obviously flies in the face of a lot of these financial people that are trying to sell you into whatever it is they have to sell. Now, you guys think I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I want you to think through when um, you know we're going to be sharing with you guys more facts about what's going on in the housing market, and then look at your own housing market, and then you decide what the truth is. That ultimately is what the, our goal is. You know, I had somebody I was uh, I was talking to about uh, he wanted actually me to personally coach him, and I was having this conversation with him, and he asked how long would I you know should we expect the coaching relationship to last, and I said realistically you're gonna it's gonna be a year and hopefully not much more longer than that and he said well explain you know it obviously if you change your goals and you decide to move up market or you're wanting to you know make more money or or even downsize and have a you know whatever then there's more room to run with regards to a coaching relationship but for the most part what his specific goal was to go from 50 million to 100 million and he's selling a very you know upper end price range so it's not that difficult like 10 or 12 more sales I mean that's not a big deal honestly and where he sells, which is in Manhattan. 
And I said to him, my goal is not to have you be a lifetime coaching client because if I am, if, if that's the way it is, then I'm a pretty shitty coach because I haven't actually moved you towards your goals. If your original goal was to do X and you're not accomplishing that original goal and we agreed to have you accomplish that, then you need a new coach or something, right? Something. I mean, something. And um, yeah, so that's kind of an interesting uh, you know, thought process that a lot of you need to be thinking about in a market like this. But in his particular market, they are things that are selling for over asking price. There's houses that are, um, you know, it, Manhattan is supposed to be this horrible market where people are just like, you know, cannibalism on the streets and all this Cats stuff. and dogs living together. Exactly. But it's not the case. Yeah. His own market, what he's experiencing is completely different. And so you guys got to be your own best guru. And that was the point I was trying to make with regards to him is ultimately our goal is to make you so you're smart and you're able to make you frankly move forward um, with your business and your personal life and not be dependent on us for the rest right. of your lives. I know that sounds counterintuitive considering we sell coaching, but that is truthfully how Julie and I think. Um, and ultimately, it's, oh, oh, I think, a good way for us to keep ourselves in uh, balance with all of you. So, you know, when we're saying don't spend your money on XYZ lead generation thing because it doesn't get you results, we'd be hypocrites if we were then asking you to enroll with us in coaching if we weren't getting you results. When you spend money, guys, you need to have a very clearly defined return on whatever that investment's going to be. If you spend a dollar, you should be expecting five back or 10 back. And it should be coming back in a relatively short while in a very obvious way, especially yeah. in a market like this. Does this make sense, Julie? It absolutely does. We take it quite seriously, don't we? And so, one of the best ways to get instant results with lead generation is what we're going to be sharing with you guys today. And this is something that all of you can do and all of you should do and all of you must do because frankly, it is free. Costs you nothing. That's what free means in case we need to remind you. And works extremely well in a changing market, especially yep. we do still have very low inventory. It's starting to bubble up a little bit. We're going to get more week by week, but it's still historically low. And that's one of the reasons why, you guessed it, open houses are an amazing source of business, especially right now. Don't ignore this amazing opportunity to secure both motivated buyers and new listings. And let's make this very clear because we've had these debates with some of you. Some of you think open houses only work in a specific price range. Absolutely not. Open houses work in every single price range in every single market. Now back to my Manhattan client, clearly harder to do an open house in Manhattan, but you know, maybe he does, he goes out to one of the boroughs. Maybe he goes out to the areas where the single family homes are and does one there, but open houses in a market where there's not a lot of inventory, an absolute cash register of leads will generate from doing that open house again, because there's not a lot of uh, inventory. Doing it right though. You can't, so that's my next sentence. Don't, this drives me crazy when I hear it. I'm going to go sit in open house. You don't just go sit in open house and expect it to work. You've got to learn to monetize them correctly. So if you don't have your own open house this weekend, you can borrow an open house from an agent or your broker. We're going to talk about that in a second. It's also okay to hold any open house from any broker in your state. You don't have to stay within your brokerage, but lead with the right house, not the agent or broker, if you're borrowing one to hold open. This is a good good time to, uh, again, I know some of you are thinking, I can't do this. I can't listen to oh, how to do open houses. I don't have any listings or the other agents that I know don't have any listings. Well, if you're with eXp Realty, you can go to any eXp Realty agent. Now you have to ask their permission, right? And ask them if you can hold their, uh, their listing open, which... By the way, they're most likely going to be thrilled that you're asking because that's in service to their seller. But in a lot of markets, frankly, there's even a more like when Julie and I were selling real estate, 
other brokers that weren't even associated with your broker, mm -hmm. right? Competitors, really. They didn't mind if you held an open. Just ask permission first. By the way, it's also interesting. You guys know that you can, well, it should be obvious because this is the way that Zillow and Realtor.com work and a lot of other websites, but you can actually advertise other agents' listings in your brokerage. Um, I, I will say for the sake of keeping the peace, let them know or ask permission first and generate leads off that as well. So open your mind to the possibilities from doing open houses. That's right. So here's a question. Why would you spend time and money speculating on something that's unproven, unpredictable lead generation ideas? Instead, create a predictable, duplicatable, and systematized open house system. So commit to making this a lead generation machine, but we're going to show you specifically how to do this. So this is part one of a two-part series, how to monetize your open houses. And we just talked about this for a second. Point number one, probably the most important point, choose the right house. Now, it does work in any market, any price range. However, there are some little nuances that will help you. First time move up homes are the best. Popular neighborhoods, school districts, and zip codes. Let's define that, okay? Yes. So there's obviously first time home. In some markets, it might be condos, right? You guys get the gist of it. But the, it, most markets have very clearly defined first time home buyer area. Then when those folks decide maybe their family gets larger or whatever, they want to then move up to another price. And you'll see that for the most part, all neighborhoods have natural migration uh, trends. One neighborhood, generally speaking, is a feeder neighborhood for another one. It's not usually one for one. It might be like a lot of people come from Smithville and they move up to Jonesville, but they also might move over to you know Harrisville or whatever it is, that type of thing. But for the most part, what you're gonna discover is that if you're holding houses open in the move up price range, you're not just gonna hypothetically sell the house that you're holding open to the prospective buyer, but you're going to then hypothetically be talking with the people that are moving up and get their listing. You guys get it? So be smart. Don't just do the first time home buyer houses, though if that's what your market has available and those houses sell in 22 seconds, absolutely do that. But remember, you're going to make more money, have, frankly, greater opportunities for multiple transactions if you're working in that move up price range. That's right, because people can also downsize from more expensive listings that you could list into that middle range, as well as moving up to it. So of course, the more curb appeal, the better. You know what's hot and what's not, so choose wisely. If you're not sure, Sure, look at your hot sheet. So don't hold an open that's behind gates, up a twisty road, hard to find, hard to park, or other inconvenience inconveniences, which will deter the turnout. Just that's really the bottom line. If you got to go through two security gates, you guys have all experienced this before, right? If you got to put in a special code on the lock thing, and you got to do, you know, park, you know, a ten blocks away, and all that, not a good house to hold open. People are just drive by. If it's on a busy street. Uh, probably not the best house to hold open. So be strategic on which house you choose to hold open and choose the house that immediately appeals to you. That's probably a good litmus yeah, use test. Use your instincts, right? Right. Just look, if it's got great curb appeal, if you, there's an open house sign in front of it and you want to drive by or you want to go in the house, that's probably a good one to start with. That's right. So choosing the right house does make a difference. Some of you guys stopped doing open houses because you did a couple of them. And you had all of those problems and you thought it was because of the open house, not because of the house that you chose. I, I'm going to throw this challenge out. For all of you that are uh, in eXp Realty, every single one of you, well, everyone listening really, but really eXp Realty in particular, work with each other and hold, just have an absolute open house blitz over the next, every single weekend for the next 30 days. Do that. If you're lacking leads right now, you should just do open houses, maybe Saturday and maybe Sunday and absolutely follow all these steps and 100% go from maybe, if you have, by the way, if you have one house that you hold open and it's a real home run house and you get a lot of traffic, do that one again yes. and again and again. 
Lather, and, rinse, repeat. It really does work that way. Open house is done correctly. And so let's define that. What should you actually expect? So if you are interested in joining Julie and I at eXp, if you want to sp uh, be sponsored by us, if you want to be partnered with us at eXp Realty, we've made it very easy for you. Just text the letters eXp to 47372. Text the letters eXp to 47372. If you're ready to land the plane and join eXp Realty, you've not yet chosen your sponsor, you can text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. Every single one of you should at least have your minds open to the opportunities that are eXp Realty. Uh, I know a lot of you already do because we see so many of you that are expressing interest in joining with us at eXp. If you're just getting started on your journey towards eXp, text the letters eXp to 47372. If you're looking for a sponsor that's definitely going to be proactive in your success at eXp, text me directly 512-758-0206 and let's have a conversation about next steps. Yes, so point number two, use at least 10 directional signs and ask permission to put those signs on the neighbor's lawns. You, here's your script at the door. Who do you know who I should call for my open house this weekend? You can order inexpensive, they're called bandit signs, and save money. More signs equals more traffic. Purchase inexpensive bandit signs if necessary. Some of you can borrow them from other agents in your brokerage, but you have to have at least 10 directional signs to get foot traffic. So what we did uh, when we sold real estate and all of our top coaching clients from around the country, they do this as well, is uh, you can do this a bunch of different ways. The hardest way is the first way I'll tell you about it. You go out and put these directional signs out yourself. You can order corrugated, I, they're plastic basically, yeah. double-sided open house signs and you can usually buy these. There's a billion different vendors for these, and they're super inexpensive. But have the signs with your name on them. Open house. Now, ours, we took it to the next level. Our directional signs were a little bit larger, and we called it Harris Tour of Homes. And there was a, a you know an arrow that was pointing towards the open house. That's the way we did it. And then we'd have multiple houses open every single weekend. And we coach you guys how to do that in our coaching program. Same idea. You're trying to dominate every street corner in a particular community. So any buyer that's driving through is going to see your signs, go to your open house, meet you. And if there's a prospective seller in that marketplace, don't you think they're going to be blown away by how hard you're working to get those listings sold? Absolutely. Okay, point number three, know the listing and know the neighborhood. Maybe it is your listing and that's easy, but especially if you're borrowing one, you've got to know about the listing and the neighborhood. Keep a cheat sheet of the following. All of the active listings, the pending listings, and recently sold listings in the neighborhood, as well as any neighborhoods which compete with that subject property. Know the average days in the market and the average list to sell price ratio. Those are all facts that you can easily get from your MLS and make you knowledgeable about what you're doing. Right. Don't get caught flat-footed because you don't know the market conditions. And I'll give you a little hint. When you're talking to a seller that's like a really knowledgeable, that is a prospective seller who's uh, yeah. doing the footwork on uh, putting their house for sale and they're checking, they're actually interviewing you. So when someone starts uh, checking you for stats, that's actually a prospective seller seeing who probably knows the stats and is mm -hmm. probably checking to see if you know the stats or if you don't know the stats, if you lie to them about the stats, you guys get it? Yeah, they've got a spreadsheet in their office at home around the corner, and they're just starting to meet. This, I mean, it is true that open houses are a great way for sellers to interview agents. That's what's going on. Again, if you're in that move up sale uh, price range, you're going to get more prospective neighbors who are going to be prospective sellers. So even if someone shows up in your life as a buyer, hello, I am a buyer looking to buy Elm Street, chances are you're going to also uh, get, depending on price range, that's going to be a seller as well. And that leads actually to knowing how, and I know it's one of Julie's upcoming points, 
but definitely use our open house system, but learn the buyer pre-qualification scripts. One of the first questions in our buyer pre-qualification script, this is generally speaking, it works best when somebody calls you and you're, or you're returning a call, is uh, like, I think it's question three. Oh, by the way, which home in the house, which home in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Now, you ask that right at the top, not at the, some of you guys are so nervous about asking whether it's a prospective seller. You have to assume it's a prospective seller. Thus, that's how we've written the question. By the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Ask that when you first initiate conversation with them. And lo and behold, you will discover again, depending on um, you know the, the circumstances, if they're coming into an expensive house and you ask them that question, they might say like, here's how you know they're a seller, by the way. They're going to pause. They're going to try to like two-step not answering the question. And then they can't think of an answer really quick that's going to result in them avoiding it. So they're just going to tell you the truth. So they're going to say, well, we're going to be moving sometime in the next six months or 12 months. Um, Or they're going to say, well, we we do have a property we're thinking about selling, but maybe it's in a different area or whatever. Leads is the point. That cost you nothing is the secondary point. (laughs) Pay attention. That's right. So on that note, point number four, know the facts about the competing neighborhoods. Is there new construction nearby? Have you toured it and do you know the facts about it? Are builders offering incentives? These are all things that make you very knowledgeable. Remember that knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. Some of you don't have these conversations, don't have open houses because you are afraid of getting cornered with a question that you don't know how to answer. So knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. In addition to the buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts, we also have open house scripts as well as open house lead follow-up scripts. By the way, if you do not know the answer to a question, do not wing it, do not lie. Say, you know what, Mr. Seller or Mr. Buyer or Bob, that's an excellent question. I want to make sure I answer it correctly. So let me find out whatever, you know, let me get the actual answer for that question based on the current most up-to-date information, and I'll, I'll send it to you. And that, by the way, is a great opportunity for you to ask for their contact information. Here you go. Now, Julie asked, uh, mentioned our uh, coaching program. A lot of you guys know about it because a lot of you guys are in it. Uh, all you've got to do is text the word PREMIER to 47372, or you can just go directly to premiercoaching.com and sign up. A lot of you are loving this podcast. We hear this all the time. This podcast gives me so much information I've learned how to sell real estate. I've gotten great motivation. And some of you don't understand that if you love the podcast, you won't believe how good the coaching program is, frankly. Uh, you know, Julie and I, this is we half hour a day is what we can do this for uh, for you guys. And this is not even coaching. This is training. If you think this is good, wait till you're in the coaching program. Go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com. Or you can just text uh, the word Premier to 47372. Either way, you can join Premier Coaching right now for free. And yes, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call. So go to premiercoaching.com. Do that right away, guys. It's the next natural step for all of you. The thousands of you. Julie, I didn't tell you this. 563,000 downloads in the most uh, recent reporting for our podcast, (laughs) making this by far the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate agents in the United States. But we have... uh, uh, was it 2,246 people from Ghana? I know. <laughs> who downloaded That's interesting. It. Ghana, so special like, shout out to Ghana then. Yeah, Ghana's in West Africa. Yeah, right? that's interesting. So our Ghana listeners, and I put this on Instagram too, yeah. if you'd like for Julie and I to come to Ghana and do a real estate event, we've actually would have always wanted to go to Africa and West Africa would be incredible. So put together a real estate event and Julie and I will keynote it for you. Yeah, I, I wonder I, if it's an office or a group of offices. It'll be interesting. 2,000 plus downloads. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, that's it, a lot of people. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of people. Okay, so point number five is just uh, keeping it real, <laughs> okay? Realize that the seller 
whether they're selling with you or another agent, is watching and listening to you. Most homes have cameras now and other security measures, so make sure that you are complimentary. You know, this actually brings up an, a, a, a funny thought. I wonder how many people listening right now are going to struggle to ask the question that might lead to them saying, the seller, prospective seller saying, well, I'm going to list with so-and-so or my neighbor or the agent who I bought the house from or whatever. I wonder how many of you, if you once you get the, you know, the courage to ask questions that are in alignment with our scripts and whatnot, are then relieved to hear that they actually have another agent in mind, right? Yeah. How many of you are saying, yes, now I don't have to put myself in a position where they might say no to me? It's called fear of success. Ex well, it's called lack of skill. Lack of skill. So yes. here's the thing. They might have somebody in mind. They might be thinking about listing with somebody else, but they have not done so yet. And in those particular cases, we give you lots of scripts that are basically saying, Mr. Seller, I think it's great that you're thinking about listing with your previous, uh, previous listing agent. Bob's a great agent. But I'm sure you'll agree in this market, it just makes sense that you're going to get a good second opinion so that you get all the ducks in a row so your property actually sells in this market. I'd be more than happy to do that for you. And look, at the, the very least it'll come from it is I might give you some more information, some great ideas that you can pass along to Bob for the job of getting the home sold. You guys get it? When you say stuff like that, they're going to say yes, you're going to set more listing appointments, and you're going to start tripping over opportunities. That's right, and you'll be enthusiastic instead of hiding out. That's right. All right, point number six, final point for today Capture any and all potential prospects using an app or a sign-in book. Some agents do a raffle system, but you're going to capture all their information. Now, here is the key to this point. Follow up the same day or evening using our open house lead follow-up scripts. Again, which home in the area do you plan on selling as part of that script pack? You need to say what a raffle system is. <clears throat> okay, so... You can do, you know, you get a fish bowl from a craft store or what have you, and you get little tickets to raffle off something like a Starbucks gift card or something to the popular restaurant in your, wherever the neighborhood is, so that they fill out the information. You have a little sign that says you don't have to be present to win, so leave me your phone number. That's the whole point. You don't have to be present. I'll call you if you won. And then you get a whole fishbowl full of contacts. Now, one of the things to that idea, you could also do same exact thing Julie just said, but you could actually scale it up and you could do this, uh, the raffles every month. If you do say four open houses every single month, you're going to do the raffle for whatever the you know thing is that you're giving away, but whatever is the thing that you're giving away, maybe it's an iPad, something like that. We go from a $25 gift card to a, you know, $500 iPad. But what you do is you bring that with you to every single one of your open houses. You have it displayed there right next to the fishbowl with the easy to fill out little, you know, pieces of paper that they're going to put their information and drop it in the fishbowl. And you tell them every single month you do a raffle for the fish for the iPad or something like that. Have fun with it. Yes. And that also gives you some good stuff for social media, which yeah, totally. connects the dots and top tip from some of our coaching clients. Whenever you can, make your giveaway be to uh, feed something of your center of influence. Like, yeah. So, for example, maybe one of your past clients owns a bakery. You can do a, a raffle for something for the bakery or what have you. It just depends on what you have. But it's always good to connect the dots in your center of influence and past client list. Yeah, that's an excellent, actual fantastic idea. Because if it's a bakery and if it's retail... They're going to have store. Uh, they're going to have counter uh, space where you can then put some kind of solicitation, some kind of advertisement for yourself, or something like that. Advertise your upcoming open house so oh, you can hey, lather, rinse, and repeat. Right? Here's an idea. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just laughing. You and I were just talking about going to Africa. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, we had a great travel agent, uh, Richard Lewis. Right. Yes. And we used to do that exact thing that you just said, and he turned out to be such a fantastic source of business for us. But not to mention That's an right. unbelievably good travel agent. 
uh, yeah, I mean, that's those are the types of relationships because a, a normal, like Richard in that case, he was thrilled, suspicious actually, <laughs> that we were so willing to be um, one-sided in offering help. We didn't ask for anything, just that if he has the opportunity to send us referrals, and we would, and we, you know, would, uh, frankly, we would do these open house ideas, travel or plan your, you know, European dream uh, cruise or whatever with Richard Lewis travel. We're doing a raffle or things like that. It was free marketing and advertising for him, but we did it for all the uh, local uh, retailers and they all loved us because of that. So it's a very simple thing to do where you give, 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 and then you do get. It's always, it's about being of service to others just on a different level. Hopefully you're all understanding, mm -hmm. especially in a market like this, guys where there's so much uncertainty, there's so much disinformation and bad information, just people straight up lying. When you're somebody that's delivering an opportunity for people to bring in more customers and you're, you know, don't be pessimistic, be optimistic, letting them know about the good things that are happening, the bad things that are happening. Everybody can trip over those things. You be the purveyor of great news that uplifts the conversation. When you're walking out the door, people are smiling because they enjoy the time with you. These are the types of mindset uh, challenges that some of you guys are having because you're getting too mired in your perception that there's a lack of opportunity. Julie and I just gave you six killer points to creating killer open houses, which cost you nothing, which you can generate tons of leads from. Now it's time for you to get into action. Tomorrow is uh, part two, and we're picking up at point number seven. In the meantime, guys, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. What is your call to action today? If you're interested in joining eXp Realty, we'd love the opportunity to earn the right to be your sponsor. If you've not yet chosen a sponsor at eXp Realty, text the letters eXp to 47372. Um, text the letters eXp to 47372. Or you can uh, just frankly, if you're ready to join EXP Realty and you've not yet chosen a sponsor, I'd love the opportunity. Julie and I'd love the opportunity to earn the right to be your sponsor. It'd be our honor. Uh, you can text me directly on my cell phone, which is 512-758-0206. Remember when texting, message and data rates may apply. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.